episodes too. So, yeah. And one last thing. This is part of my popular group of Asta stories collection. I will be doing the popular collection, also some lesser known collection, some SCPs, because I have fans who adore SCPs, and I do too. side hit the shattered glass. His injuries appeared to 
voice expressions which you can't control. It is not okay to tease people because of this. If you have teased people because of this, stop it. Bullying is not okay. And it is just rude and disrespectful. Show respect to everyone, please. Thank you. Okay, here we go. It got so bad that he had to return to homeschooling. It was too hard for him to be in a common learning environment with seemingly every kid poking or more like stabbing fun at him. Toby stared blankly out the window, his face empty of every of any emotion, and every few minutes his shoulder, arm, or foot would twitch. Every bump that the car tires would hit would make his stomach turn. Toby Rogers was the boy's name, and the last time Toby remembered riding in the car was when it crashed. That's all he thought about, unconsciously replaying everything he remembered before he blacked out over and over again. Toby had been the lucky one. His sister had not been so lucky. When the thought of his sister came, he couldn't help the tears that welled up in his eyes. The horrible memories replayed in his mind. Her screaming that had cut off when the front of the car was smashed in. It all went blank for a moment before Toby opened his eyes to see his sister's body. Her forehead pierced with glass shards. Her hips and legs crushed under the force of the steering wheel. And her torso pushed in from the top from the too-late inflated airbag. That was the last thing he had seen of his dear older sister. The road home continued on for what seemed like forever. It took so long to get home because his mom wanted to avoid the sight of the crash. When the surroundings gave way to a familiar neighborhood, they were both more than ready to get out of the car and step back into their own home. It was an older neighborhood. It was an older neighborhood with quaint little houses next to each other. The car drove in front of a blue house with white window panes. They both quickly noticed the old vehicle that was parked in front of the house and the familiar figure that stood in the driveway. Toby felt automatic anger and frustration take over him at the sight of his father, his father who wasn't there. His mother pulled the car up to the driveway beside him before turning off the engine and preparing to step out to face her husband. Why is he here? Toby said quietly as he looked back at his mother, who reached to open the car door. Hey, he's your father, Toby. He's here because he wants to see you, his mother responded in a monotone voice, trying to sound less shaky. He had couldn't drive up to the hospital to see Lyra before she died. Toby narrowed his eyes out the window. He was drunk that night, honey. He couldn't drive. Yeah, when is he not? Toby pushed the door open before his mother and stumbled out onto the driveway where he met his father's gaze before looking down at his feet with a stern expression. His mother stepped up behind him and met her husband's eyes before walking around the car. His father opened up his arms, expecting a hug from his wife, but she walked right past him and put her arm around Toby's shoulder and started leading him inside. Connie, her husband began in a raspy voice, What's no welcome home hug, huh? She ignored her husband's obnoxious words and walked past him with her son under her arm. Hey, he's sixteen. He can walk by himself. His father began to follow them in. He's seventeen. Connie glared back at him before opening the door to the house and stepping inside. Toby, what 
facial expressions to speak of. Yet, um, no eyes, no nose, no mouth. Yet I held Toby's hypnotized stare, seemingly peering into his very being. The ringing in his ears grew louder and louder each second he stared, before suddenly it all went black. The next morning, Toby woke in his bed. He felt different. He wasn't tired at all. And when he consciously woke up, it felt like he'd been lying there awake for hours. He had no thoughts flowing through his mind. He sat up slowly. Oh, sorry. He sat up slowly and stumbled over to the wall. But when he stood, he automatically felt dizzy. He stumbled to the doorway and walked down the stairs. His parents were sitting at the table. His father was tuned into the small TV that sat on the countertop, and his mother was reading the newspaper. She quickly looked over when she felt Toby's presence looming behind her. Well, good morning, sleepyhead. You've been sleeping forever. She greeted him with a hesitant smile. Toby slowly looked over at the clock and noticed that it was 12.30 p.m. I made you breakfast, but it got cold. I was going to wake you, but I felt you needed sleep. Her expression fell from happy to worried as her son resisted, spot responding to her. Are you all right? Toby stumbled over and sat by his father. He felt as if he was on idle and had no control over his actions. He was seeing everything he did, but it didn't register in his brain properly. He reached out to his father's arm, but his hand ended up getting slapped. His father turned to him abruptly and pushed the chair over his foot. Don't touch me, boy, he yelled. His mother stood up. All right. No, stop that. Stop that right now. This is the last thing that we need. The days went by and things continued on as they were. Connie spent most of her time cleaning the house, and her rude husband spent most of his time ordering her around. It was just like how it used to be before the crash. Toby never really left his room. He would sit by his bed in trouble. His mind would wander, but his thoughts changed too fast to be remembered. He would pace around his small room like a caged animal, or stare out the window. The unhealthy cycle continued. Connie continued to be pushed around by her husband, being way too submissive to him, and Toby remained in his room. Before he could think twice, he would begin to chew on his hands, tearing the flesh from his fingers. He would gnaw his hands until they bled. When his mother walked in on him, while he was doing so, she reacted horribly. She rushed him downstairs and grabbed her first aid kit, wrapping his hands in bandages. Afterward, she demanded that he would never leave her side again. Toby isolated himself so much that he grew to hate being around others. His memory gl grew glitchy as well. It's... <coughs> oh my gosh, pardon me. I apologize. He'd start missing memories of minutes, hours, days, and so on. He began talking nonsense about things completely unrelated to the conversations he would have.
his shake by hesitantly pulling away when she noticed his bandaged hands. Oh, she smiled nervously before clearing her throat and sitting in the chair from the table across from him. So, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions to try to answer them as honestly as possible. She placed her clipboard down on the table. Toby nodded slowly and held his restrained hands in his lap. How old are you, Toby? Seventeen, he responded quietly. She wrote that down on the paper that was clipped to the clipboard. What is your full name? Toby Aaron Rogers. When's your birthday? April 28th. Who is your immediate family? Toby paused for a minute before answering her question. My mom, my dad, and... He stopped. My sister. I, I heard about your sister. I, I'm really sorry, dear. I'm really sorry. Her expression faded into a sad, pity-filled look. Toby nodded. Do you remember anything from the crash, Toby? Toby looked away from her. His mind went blank for a moment. He looked down at his lap, and in the surrounding area he heard a faint ringing sound. His eyes widened, and he froze in place. Um, Toby, the counselor asked. Toby, are you listening? Toby felt a shiver go down his spine, until he froze once again, and slowly looked out over the little window. Over out the little window through the, um, through the little window. pulled 
She was wearing her gray t-shirt and athletic shorts, which were dirty and spotted with blood. Her legs were bent in ways they shouldn't be. She stood emitting a long, great croaking noise, only an inch away from Toby's face. Toby yelped and fell back. Ah! He started to crawl back right away from her, but he was unable to break the eye contact he held with her blank, dead eyes. He dragged himself backward until he backed up into something. He stopped for a second. Everything was dead silent except for his heavy breathing and crying. He slowly looked up to meet the blank face of a tall, dark figure, the same figure that had stood over him now. Behind the tall, dark mass were rows of children looking to range from three to ten years old, their eyes completely black, and dark black blood leaked from their eye sockets. He screamed and stood up as fast as he could, only to be tripped by the dark black tendrils that wrapped around his ankle. He fell straight on his stomach and got the wind knocked out of him. He tried to scream, but he couldn't make a sound. He wheezed out before it all went black. Toby woke with a start. He screamed out and sat up as fast as he could, completely short of breath. He wheezed out and held his chest with his bandaged hands. It was just a dream. Just a dream. He lay back down in his bed and rolled over onto his side. It felt like against weight had been lifted off his chest as he took in deep breaths. He stood up and padded over to his window. He saw nothing. Nobody was out there. No ghosts, no figures, no nothing. He heard the rustling and coughing of his father outside the doorway. <coughs> door was closed. He walked over and opened it, looking out into the hallway once again. He padded down the hallway and into the kitchen, where he found his dad standing and having a smoke in their living room. Toby waited for a second and watched him from around the corner before a burning feeling had started deep in his chest. Deep, boiling anger overtook him. He heard the little imaginary voices in his head. Do it, do it, do it, they chanted. He turned away and held out his arms. <laughs> Sorry, I'm blowing my nose. This is not very nice. Gosh, I apologize. Okay. so hard he had to gasp for 
breath. His father stood. His father turned around abruptly before he felt a brute force shove him to the floor. He grunted as the air was knocked out of him. What? He looked up at the boy who stood over him, grasping the kitchen knife in his hand. Toby, what are you doing? He went to sit up and put his arms out in front of him in self-defense. Before he knew it, Toby was on top of him. He went to grab his neck, but his father reached out and blocked his hand by grabbing onto his wrist. Stop! Get off me! You, you little you little idiot! He yelled, and with the other hand, he threw an off-center punch toward Toby's shoulder, but he didn't stop. The look in Toby's eyes was not sane. It looked as if a demon had taken control of him. He yelled back and went to stab the knife in his father's chest, but his father blocked him and grabbed onto his wrist once again. He wanted to shove him in the back, but Toby kicked his feet out in front of him and landed a hard blow straight to his father's face. His father recoiled and put his pulled his arms away to cuff his face, but Toby got back up and drove the knife straight into his shoulder. His father let out a cry, a loud cry, and went to pull the knife out, but before he could, Toby threw his fist straight into his face. He began to pound his fists into his head, laughing and wheezing like a maniac. He cracked his neck and grabbed the knife and ripped it out of his father's shoulder. He drove it deep into his dad's chest and repeatedly stabbed it into his torso, blood spilling out and getting splattered everywhere. Oh my... I'm burping again. Sorry. He didn't stop until his father's body went still. He threw the knife over to the side and leaned over his body, coughing and panting. He stared at his father's smashed in face and sat there until a loud scream broke the silence. He looked over to see his mother standing a few feet away, covering her mouth, tears streaming down her face. Toby, she screamed. Why did you do that? She cried. Why? She screamed again. Toby stood up and began to back, back away from his father's bloody corpse. He began to back out of the kitchen. He looked down at the blood-soaked bandages on his hands and looked up at, at his mother one last time before he turned and ran out of the house. He ran into the garage and slammed his hand against the control panel on the wall and pushed the button to open the garage door. Before he ran out, he noticed his father's hatchets, which had been hanging on the tool rack above a table full of jars filled to the brim with old rusted nails and screws. One of the hatchets was new. It had a bright orange handle and a shiny blade, and the other one was old with a wooden handle and a dull old blade. He grabbed both and looked down at the table, and he saw a box of matches, and under the table was a red gasoline tank. He held both of the hatchets in one hand and grabbed the, the matches and gasoline before running out of the garage, down the driveway, and up the street. As he approached the streetlight, there he could see his own bedroom window and he heard police sirens in the distance. He turned around, and the red and blue flashing lights came rushing down the street. Toby stared for a second before he pulled open the cap of gasoline tank and ran down the street, spilling gasoline all over the street after him. He turned and ran into the trees. He poured the last bit of gasoline out before he reached into his pocket and pulled out a match. He struck it against the box and immediately dropped it. In an instant, flames burst out around him. The fire caught onto the trees and bushes around him, and before he knew it, he was surrounded by fire. The silhouettes of police cars were visible through the flames as he backed away into the forest around.
strange uh, investigator voice that I just did, but I hope that you guys enjoyed the story of Tiki Toby. Um, the credit goes to Castaway Divin on Twitter and Instagram. This was originally um, posted on the DeviantArt program. Um, this was from the 